If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, later today, we are expecting an update on the number of structures lost or damaged because of wildfires burning in B.C. And at the same time, the B.C. government has made more mental health support available for the thousands of wildfire evacuees in B.C. Working in conjunction with health authorities and other agencies, they are trying to connect evacuees in need with some vital mental health services. Joining us to talk a little bit more about this is Julia Payson, Executive Director of the Canadian Mental Health Association in Vernon. Julia, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. How important is it to to make sure people are learning about or or taking stock of their mental health and and dealing with with mental health issues that could potentially arise when dealing with something as traumatic as being an evacuee and dealing with wildfires? Well, I think it's really important. We see events like this are going to they're going to have an impact on our health. They're going to have an impact on our psychological health and and well-being. And while many of us will will get through the next few weeks, um, for, for some folks, it'll have a longer lasting impact. And it's just really important that the more we can do to take care of ourselves and the people around us, the the better off we'll be in the long term as, as we come out of this. So what kinds of things are most important as far as getting that support to people? We So it's really important for people to know their own, know their health, know, know what the signs are that their mental health has taken an impact. With the natural disaster, um, it's, it's pretty normal for people to feel a, a various range of emotions from, you know, overwhelmed to maybe being, being numb, being anxious, being worried, being scared. Um, it's normal to see this in yourself or, or in your family. And while um, there's things that people can do kind of in their day-to-day approach to it, and then there's, there's steps people can take if they, if they realize they want more help um, or if they, they need more help in the longer term. And I, I would imagine that's an important part of it, too, is knowing, I mean, it's it's stressful for anybody that if yeah. you're in that situation. But how do you know, I guess, if you're not, if you're dealing with, with stress that is under control or you actually do need to stop and, and take stock and realize that you need a little bit more help? Yeah, and I think, I think first off, for anyone going through this, whether you're directly impacted with an evacuation, um, potentially even losing your home, um, being on alert or, or being adjacent to these events, to these fires. Um, I think it's really important that people first off are able to acknowledge what they're going through. So people are able to talk about their feelings. There's, there's a huge range of feelings people are going through in these circumstances. Some of them, um, you know, they might actually even feel guilty for some of the feelings they have. Um, you know, they may feel guilty that, that their home was spared and their neighbors weren't, and then they have to deal with those. So it's, I think first off, it's really important that people acknowledge these are really hard times your feelings are having the normal and they're okay and you can talk to people about them to get to get through them and not get stuck um you know for for adults and and for older you know younger older kids you can you can see the standard anxiety and, and worry you can see difficulty focusing you can see fearfulness um 
sleep issues in younger kids, you know, you might see more um, uh, needing to be held, needing to be comforted, uh, reverting to kind of some younger behaviors. And in all of these cases, again, kind of acknowledging what's happening, um, looking to regain sense of control in your day and helping your, your kids go through that and uh, being kind to yourself and others. One thing that really does help people as well is not just that they can ask for help and they can reach out and get support, but that they can reach out and support others. You know, we've seen a lot of stories, especially um, I've seen them here locally in the Okanagan, of how people have come together to support people who have been affected. And that's helped people deal with their own feelings and their own emotions around this. So, so those are some things you can kind of do immediately in yourself, kind of in your day-to-day. Uh, you mentioned that as well, and I think that idea of routine, uh, we touched on this earlier that uh, going back to school is right around the corner, and that's got to be adding to the, the stress and anxiety for a lot of people in that if you've lost your home, your home was damaged, and uh, not knowing kind of what's going to happen when, when what is normally kind of a return to that normal routine gets yeah. underway. Yeah, and we're hearing from folks as they're trying to find, you know, temporary accommodation right now is can they can they get into their school district even? You know, so how do they make sure? And and those are the concerns and the worries that people are having on a on a really practical level that impacts their ability to feel settled. So anything that you can do to help and to support people's routine is really important. And I think it's important to note, you know, we get through these crisis periods and there's a lot of adrenaline, there's a lot of attention. Uh, we're talking about mental health, we're talking about what folks are going through. Um, hopefully as we get through the next few weeks for people they are feeling settled and feeling better um, but also there's there's less attention on this and, and I think it's important for people to really think over the next few weeks about how can we support those in our lives who've been going through this or if we've gone through it how do we support ourselves and our families because as the as the immediacy wears off um, and the day-to-day sets in that's where where some of these things can become really difficult to get through um, so we need to be watching out for each other and, and ourselves in, in these next few weeks, especially. And is there still a difficulty, do you think, in that people in a scenario like this would assume, well, of course, I'm feeling stressed and I'm feeling anxious. Look at what we've just been through. But, yeah. but still a reluctance to even, in some cases, reach out for help? Yeah. And, you, and again, it's totally normal. It's totally normal to have these responses in this situation. And so there's two things. One it's always okay to reach out for help when we're going through a tough time, whether, you know, it's a quote unquote understandable tough time or, or not. It's always okay to reach out and get extra support. Um, you know, our crisis lines, you know, across the province, it's 3106789 from anywhere without a, an area. So you can always call and just say, I just need to talk to someone right now about how I'm feeling. So that's always okay. And, and the other pieces is, is that um, for many folks, you know, this, if they can get through this, if they can take care of themselves and take care of others, um, for many folks, they will be able to, to go through these next few weeks and kind of return to their day-to-day. For, for some of us, it, it won't be so simple. And, and in a few weeks, we'll find maybe we can't get back to our day-to-day. Our ability to sleep is still affected or our ability to kind of go to work or, or do our our, our regular routine is not back. And in that case, again, it's really important that people are able to reach out, look at their network of support, say, okay, you know, who are the people I know I can go to? Can I go to my doctor? Can I call a crisis line? Can I talk to my friends? Who are my trusted areas of support for this? 
um, because because we, you know, it, it can continue to affect people day to day. And, and just one other uh, final question. What about people dealing with kids? And that I know we often think kids are resilient, but I guess picking up on those signs or knowing when kids are really having a difficult time with this. Yeah, and I think that this is critical. So we, um, one of the best things we can do for ourselves is, is that when we hear our kids and we see those emotions is that we're able to be present for them and we're able to, to hear them. Um, we need to let our kids know that we're keeping them safe and, and who the helpers are. And we need to really remind them that there are helpers. Um, I know a lot of uh, kids in, in this area have been, you know, doing little fundraisers to help first responders, which is a really great way to show kids there are people out there helping. Um, I think listen to the questions, listen to the questions your kids are asking and respond in, in you know, kind of an age appropriate way to reassure them. Um, if you don't know the answers, let them know and let them know you'll look for those answers. Um, let them have their feelings, right? So let them be scared or angry or upset and be there with them as they go through that. And then just watch out for, you know, these things becoming longer term again. So see if there's a return to normal, see if that routine helps them. Um, but, but be present with them, let them have those emotions and then provide those real concrete, um, reassuring pieces to let them know they're safe. Very good advice. Julia Payson, thank you so much for your time this morning. Thank you.